Hey everybody, this is Dean with the X-Files podcast. Just breaking in the beginning. I've been doing that a lot lately. Uh, just breaking in the beginning of the show to remind everybody that this is a republished Jose Chung. This was recorded whew, years ago at this point. And this was back when Josh and I were just doing these, going back and forth, picking them. We're on old equipment, old computers, old microphones, old techniques. So um, I always like to preface these episodes with a little reminder that even though you're hearing this at this stage of the game in this podcast, please be noted, or please take note, I guess I should say, that this was recorded a long time ago. One of the first episodes we recorded, one of the first 20 episodes we recorded and um, when back back when Josh and I were just volleying. So what you're going to hear on this episode, which may throw you off if this is your first time here, is you're going to hear us talking about what we're going to do next and what you're going to pick and what I'm going to pick. All that's pretty much irrelevant now that we're just working our way through the series. So please just understand that going in. And of course, take the audio with a bit of a grain of salt. Thank you, guys. Have fun. LSG Media presents the X-Files podcast with hosts Josh and Dean. Welcome back to the X-Files podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Dean, and joining me is the lovely Stop it. and handsome shit mm. co-host, Josh. What's hey. up, buddy? How you doing? Awesome. Good. I'm in a good mood because I just watched something that wasn't dark and fucking twisted for once. <laughs> I am very excited to be talking about Jose Chung's from outer space because like yourself, we had to uh, ratchet it back a little, dial, dial it back, <laughs> dial it back a little bit, get us to the... Uh, Having too many listeners off themselves. Yeah, you know, I was getting a lot of feeling really blue after that episode, <laughs> kind of emails, so we're going to make it, uh, we're going to lighten the load a little. Mm. Season three. Right? Yep. Episode 20, yep. Jose Chung's From Outer Space. Dean. Yes. Why did you choose this episode? Because I'd only seen it once. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking, I remember half watching it. Actually, I've probably seen it twice before this. I remember half watching it and thinking, that episode is so weird. Why is everyone acting so weird? <laughs> and then I went back and watched it again, and I was like, oh, that's why. That's fucking brilliant. We should cover this, especially since we've been, all joking aside, covering some heavy episodes, some yeah. heavy shit, yep. you know? And I thought, let's lighten it up before we get to our next five. Right, right. We got a new set to pick out. Because this is a, uh, because not only is it a great episode, but it, it just, it shows the, the range, the spectrum of the show. You know, to be able to cover heavy, deep philosophical, to really get into some nightmare stuff. And then to be able to have fun, have fun with itself, have, you know, fun with the genre, I guess, or whatever. Um, yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Char- uh, Charles Nelson Riley is awesome in this. Oh, he's, oh. he's funny shit. Yeah. I forgot how funny he was. You know, it's, um, it's it, in the cameos, the Trebek, Alex Trebek. Dude. <laughs> Jesse, the, the body. body. He's the best, right? <laughs> he's so good in this. I, I'm so glad he actually gets to do a wrestling move. I know, right? Yeah. He backbreaks. Not to jump ahead. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't put him in the torture act, but I'll take it. <laughs> he didn't put him in the finisher. <laughs> so yeah, man, this is a, uh, you know, it's just an odd, it's Scully recounting the investigation of alleged UFO encounter, right? That's what it is. And then how the stories are all different based on who you talk to and what they remember. Yeah. But what's cool about it is it, it plays into the actual alien abduction thing, which is kind of neat, just the way they remember it, you know? Because yeah, I think it's, a lot of people look at this and they, I think at first glance, like, oh, it's funny. It's a, it's a funny X-Files episode, whatever. There are cool elements even just beyond the humor. You know, like you said, the, the, the matter of perception, there's a line that Jose Chung has pretty early on where he's talking about hypnosis, and he says... Um, Something about the magic of words? Uh, yeah. Still, as a storyteller, I'm fascinated how a person's sense of consciousness can be so transformed by nothing more magical than listening to words. Boom. Simple words. And that's pretty much, I think that pretty much sums up the story. Yep. This episode, rather. It's, it's about words, perception, how they have effect on people, both literally, you know, in the case of obviously the, the hypnosis things happening in the episode, but just the perception of these different characters that he interviews and then how it's reenacted, obviously. Right. It's, it's awesome. Um, and it, but it still does revolve around 
you know, with central kind of X-Files that, it, I mean, it's almost a mythology episode sure. in the sense sure. that it gets back to that, that core government-related uh, shit there. But yeah, it's, it's so much more than funny. It's but, so much more than funny in, you know, the literal use of how hypnosis operates through the power of words. And for an author, that's your stock and trade. Yep. You're organizing. It's so weird to think about. You organize these letters into these words, and it conjures images in people's heads. You know, it's, it's almost like hypnosis in its own way. You read shit and you imagine shit. You know, it's fucking cool. And, yep. that's, and that's awesome. That's the writer stock and trade. And that's everything that, in a simple form, the story is about, which is great. That's what I'm looking for. The unreliable testimonies of people. That's something law enforcement deals with all the time, especially on this level, which is cool. Absolutely. When he talks about, you know, when he, I can't write about the truth. I've got a different story from every right. single person. Right. That, that happens all, all the time with actual investigators, shit yep. like that. And like you talked about the, the writer thing. So when, when I first watched Game of Thrones, I suffered through one episode, shut off, and it, it was months, maybe the next year before I went back to it because I love reading. I'd read every book, yep. and I had painted in my mind an image of what every character looked like, how they talked, what they were like, and if it didn't match up exactly when I got that first... After all those books, a lot of shit stockpiled. I watched that first episode. It didn't line up, and it just kind of like, ugh, yep. You know? That's why everybody typically says the book is better because it's that your expectation is suddenly changed. I mean, that's a different point that you're making, but on that point, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You have these expectations that you got through reading these books and conjuring these images in your head, and then somebody else puts it down, and you're like, but that's not what I was thinking. That's what you were thinking. Right. What I was thinking is totally different. Because movies can definitely give you, everybody can take something different out of it sure. at times. You know, especially if there's a lack of resolution or different ways to look at something, but everybody takes something different out of reading. Right. You know, what, right. what does that character look like? What right. Is the meaning of this or that? Yep. And, and unlike a film or TV in this case, we know exactly what Chrissy looks like, don't we? Yeah. Because they have to get an actor to show us Chrissy. Yeah. But most, a lot of a lot of good writers don't describe characters. No. They don't, they don't care to. They let the actions and their personality That's paint right. a picture in your head. Pretty cool, man. I yeah. like it. God damn. It's just like a bonus book club episode. Yeah. I like right. it a lot. <laughs> we just educated the good people of the world. And just while we're on writing, we'll mention it was written by Darren Morgan, which is actually, we talked about Morgan and Wong. Different Morgan. His brother. His brother. Yeah. But he is the one that has written probably the, the best, more comedic episodes of the X-Files are all by this dude. Yep. Um, Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose. Awesome episode. Humbug, which is the like carnival fucking weird one and uh one other i can't remember and this was his last one he wrote right yeah yeah yep. chronologically speaking yeah man i <laughs> so mr chung scully loves his work that's why she went and i like how scully is i like how she it's cute to see her fangirlism <laughs> as much as she will allow the way she is she, she lets it crack through yeah still got in professional it's awesome yeah i like that a lot it's cool to see scully like that yeah and of course, Mulder didn't go because he's does he's he's upset with the whole idea of it being kind of infantilized. Is yeah. that a good word to use? Yeah, yeah, which comes out great at the end. But but Chung is so fucking smart. He's like, I'm going to invent a new genre: nonfiction, science fiction. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For a minute, I'm like, I'm writing this down. I'm like, let me see, how does that look? Well, we did skip the intro though. Oh, I'm so the, sorry. Of course, of course. The uh, what do you call? Yeah. Before the credits roll, what is that called? The pre. Credit nice sequence. <laughs> and it goes a little something like this. Harold, I like you a lot too, but this is our first date. I mean, I think that we need more time to get to know one another. But Harold loves you <laughs> deep and deep. true. Yeah. First of all, good move, honey. Harold is a stage five clinger. <laughs> I'm talking dangerous levels of obsession, which is why I didn't trust him this entire episode. <laughs> I love you deeply, driving in my car, looking at you. Staring. Like, like I might reach under the seat and pull out a butcher knife any minute. This could be a 70s hitcher moment. I like you so much, I want to wear you. Yeah. I want to make a skin suit, right? Whoa, dude. Pump the fucking brakes. Easy. Ease back. Also. Ease down, Ripley. By the way. Ease down. How, <laughs> how many fucking episodes of the X-Files start with the young couple out on a date the guy trying too hard to get laid. I'm telling you. Dude, we've we've only covered five episodes so far. I did count my head. This is the third one. Third one. That <laughs> starts pretty much that way. Yeah. So listen, 
I'm just saying, if you take a couple of cadaver dogs in the state police to Chris Carter's house, you might find a couple of bodies of girls that turned them down in high school. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of repression coming back. Something going on with Mr. Carter. It's like, I write really well for like angsty guys that can't get laid. Yeah, raging boners with no relief in sight. <laughs> Probably aliens. Yeah, so this is great too. I mean, if you just, obviously we've seen this, hopefully if you're listening out there, you've seen this episode. But if your your first time viewing this episode, it starts off and you got to be like, what the hell? Yes. What the fuck? Right. Like, this is so fucking cheesy. It's so cheesy. <laughs> that Star Wars tracking shot under the, the lineman's boom truck, <laughs> right? Uh, and then, the you know, the couple, that ridiculous dialogue we just played. Harold and Chrissy. Car dies. And those fucking aliens come watch. Just walking. out in the bright light. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's not... Not, Not a lot what of I imagined. Mystery here. <laughs> That's what's you know. I like episodes like this. I like TV and film like this. I like, I like you know what kind of movies I'm a sucker for. Movies that take place in a courtroom and the testimony recounts what happens. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like I like stuff like that. Um, there's a horror film, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Terrifying, terrifying movie. And they're in court and they're talking and it's cutting back to what they remember. Oh, and it's yeah. creepy. And that's Ooh, it's yeah. it's yep, terrible. Yep. Uh, and this is um, this reminds me of that because it's like oh and here and then they go back and show you what happened and it it doesn't make sense to be in the beginning no. right you're like this is really silly it's like Harold what are those things how the hell should I know right and then the fucking aliens get them out of the car <laughs> they're dragging them dragging them and then that fucking like <laughs> clay <laughs> looking monster thing which I guess they deliberately filmed to look. Uh, as like an homage to old stop motion. Yeah, yeah. Cheesy old like- Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. Comes cruising over and you're just like, what the fuck? And then the aliens turn to each other in English. Right. And they're like, what is that thing? Right. How the hell should I know? Right. And you're like, okay, this yeah. isn't. This is what's, <laughs> okay. what's happening here. <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Pause, rewind. Here's another question though. Why in serious or non-serious science fiction, why are aliens always naked? I don't know. Like those gray looking grays, you know, a lot of aliens look like that in sci-fi. Didn't count a dick among them. <laughs> Maybe no, that's why. No dicks, no clothes. Nothing to cover. But aren't, I mean, they're still like, they're not like in an exoskeleton. I don't I mean, think so. They they have to protect themselves from the environment, right? I mean. I don't know. It's not, it's a fucking foreign environment. They didn't even have a spacesuit on. <laughs> let me, let me get fucking, let me right? get fucking. Uh, so you can build a fucking like interstellar spaceship. Mm-hmm. But you don't do pants anymore? Yeah. Like, pants do we, are so fucking old school. Get man. beyond pants? Absolutely. When once your dick retracts. Yeah. Once you're once you have no external appendages, <laughs> right. I don't think you care. Which probably comes after the holodeck. Because once your species invents the holodeck, you no longer have any need to actually physically have intercourse. That's true. Right. Just grow babies in a lab. Just dicks and balls shrinking. <laughs> yeah. Just just shrinking. That just fill right in. That's it. Yeah. It becomes a, a gray alien. Yeah, maybe right. <laughs> maybe we're on to something here. Maybe we should ask. Maybe this we should. is where the mythology goes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, maybe they just are like, you know what? You know, we don't, it's no pants. Got no dicks to hide. Got no, no organs to hide. Yeah. Not a lot of body. I just think they might get cold. Looks crisp. Whatever. Not sure. It's worth noting, though. Yeah. So anyway. So now we, we're back to uh, where we're talking about. Molly and Chung meeting. Also, had to be chosen for a reason, but he doesn't look like a Chung. Or Not a, at all. Or a Jose, for that matter. Not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, interesting name choice. Probably Maybe a it's pen a name. pseudonym. Yeah, yeah pen name. So. Something like that. Uh, I, this guy is fucking great. He is funny shit. There was also a lot written about how, um, what's his name, Nathan? Which one? Charles, Charles Nelson Riley. Yep. Mm. Um, how he was just slaying it on set. Like, he was killing everybody. The cast, crew. Funny. Yeah. Awesome. Like just cracking everybody I thought for up. a minute you meant he was fucking everyone. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he was just in there slinging. I'm like, really? That's, that's just shocking to be perfectly honest with you. At first I was like, yeah. Is it an upgrade? The last person's color was fucking looked like a, uh, Ooh, that's a good point. Inbred monster. So. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. That's awesome. Yeah. I like him a lot. He brought a lot to the fucking, he carries the the episode, to be honest with you. Yeah. In, in terms of acting, it's yeah. awesome. Yep. So he's writing a book, and he wants Scully's account of what happened. 
So we get down to some of these case details, don't we, in the next few scenes? Yep, yep. Take me through some of this a little bit here. All right, so Scully starts giving her version of events. Yep. Um, so talks about basically after that little intro scene, Chrissy, the girl, uh, wakes up. She suffered from what her partner Mulder calls missing time. Signs of physical abuse. Didn't know how she got there. Clothes were inside out and backwards. And uh, Wild. She, <laughs> which he said was like a typical Tuesday night or something. Yeah, yeah. Nice one. Um, and uh, she was visited later that night. Uh, so she gets a nosebleed, a little alien image, but then the the visitation is actually Harold, right? The 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 clinger, the fucking the stage drive clinger, absolute the, American psycho, yeah, yeah, absolutely the Patrick Bateman of the episode, <laughs> yeah. Hey Dean, <laughs> do you like Phil Collins? <laughs> <laughs> I more prefer Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> yeah, if you hear if you hear hip to be square, <laughs> you better look for an axe. <laughs> Awesome. So she, he's outside and uh, is basically pleading his love once again. And she thinks, you kind of get the impression that she thinks that he took advantage of her. Yep. So he runs off. Um, parents call the cops and he gets brought in for questioning. Can we talk about him standing outside the window again? I yeah. can't get past it. <laughs> you I, she had a boombox? What is the, who is he, Cerno de Bergerac? <laughs> he's going to stand outside her window and shout I love yous at her and he's known her for 10 minutes? Well, you this know, he needs to relax. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And it's, he's not a terrible looking guy. No, he's got that kind of innocent. In fact, objectively, he's more handsome than she is pretty. Yeah. Just going to throw it out there. Yeah. But I'm guessing he's, but he does have that kind of, I'm going to go to law school someday. Look to him. Yeah. 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 Yep. And, and she's definitely going to buy cocaine and hookers. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> yep. He's going to move out of this small town and he is the, the real world is going to yeah. knock his socks. We're off. looking at the Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> yes. in a few years. Yep. <laughs> and she's going to get a baby put in her and be, she's never leaving that town. That's, that's a fact. Yeah. He's going on to bigger, better things. If he could only see past this, yep. you know? Too bad. But her old man is pissed. Yeah. Get out of here. Shotgun. Shit. So let's talk about some of the case facts that we learn. Right. He, well, he has a good alibi. Yes. Because we were abducted by space aliens. <laughs> and I love their fucking... I, who is his legal counsel, Mulder? <laughs> blame, blame aliens, brother. It's my move. And, you know, he said, you know, they were abducted. Or, and uh, the detective asked him, are oh, you want to take a lie detector test? And he's like, yeah. And uh, the detective turns around and has a great line. Because I don't need no lie detector to tell me the only thing you were abducted by were your rampaging hormones, you punk. <laughs> <laughs> Which goes back to kind of, there's awesome. a great theme in this episode of like, because a lot of this is, you know, um, what do you call it when it's a reena- reenactment? Yeah, reenactment, right? yep. That it's the dialogue comes out kind of deliberately cheesy like sure. that or, you know, like it's been cheesed up, written out, because it has been. Right, that's but the just, whole point. That's why it's, it's such a brilliant it's episode. so cool. I right? love it. That's why people at times act out of character because they're going off a testimony. Right. That's why people say ridiculous shit. Like he's like, where's the bleepity bleep bleep? bleep, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking swearing his ass off. So that, and what's cool too, that detective, Detective Manners, for one thing, he was named Manners. Manners after director Kim Manners, who oh really did a ton of. I thought that was like a play on play the fact on, that he's not swearing. Now supposedly get out of town. Yeah, that's awesome. Kim Manners had makes sense. Done so many episodes, and she swears like a trucker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> try to get it. So it's not a she. Also, just found that out. Kim, Kim's a man. Kim Manners is a man. Oh shit! Well, I'm yeah. a fucking idiot. Well, I just found it out. I've been calling her her. Me too. Calling him. Calling him her. That's because time. we're just, you know, cisgendered, white-privileged assholes it's who Kim. don't understand words. Yeah. <laughs> we have our preconceived notions of gender. You yeah. think a dick makes you a man, Josh? <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> so. Also, the same <laughs> manners was the same actor that was the sheriff in uh, our former episode, Dihan de Velitz. No way. Yeah. Good job, kid. Boom. Got it. <laughs> like, but that lie detector shit where he's like oh, you want you want to take a lie detector yeah too bad <laughs> yeah. he just fucking rips it away thought you'd say that <laughs> you punk nice try who calls people punks anymore like that like an old authoritative man cops. calling a <laughs> young white kid a punk you punk <laughs> so good so then uh, yeah Mulder and Scully get out there yep and it, but at this point because he did take a lie detector test passed it yes 
But then he kind of changes his tune when he gets there, doesn't he? Yeah. He says, <laughs> yeah, maybe I raped her. Maybe I raped her. <laughs> Fuck. Dude. At, at this point in the episode, I was like, did you? <laughs> did you? Who? Do you? Have you talked? You have not talked to a lawyer, obviously. <laughs> a, have you talked to a lawyer? B, have you gone through hell class? <laughs> Falling asleep on her is not rape, despite what you might think in your small town. Um, he guesses he raped her, but Which, he's not willing to take a lie detector. He's not willing to exonerate himself, possibly. <laughs> right. But this must be part of the, uh, what we eventually learn as the programming, right? Isn't that what they're trying to say here, the way he was duped? I guess, yeah. To try to protect them, they duped him into feeling this way so he could be a fall guy, right? Right. Because they don't care if it protects the truth. Yep. That was what I was taking away from this. That's why he felt that way. And the great thing is because it's all based off you know, enactments or whatever. It doesn't have to directly make sense. Linear, sure. Linear, linearly. Good. Because we're not sure that this is actually the dialogue right. that exactly happened, et cetera. Right. Absolutely. Um, but Mulder, what Mulder takes out of this is that he wants to talk to the girl. Yes. Believes she's suffering post-abduction disorder. <laughs> which <laughs> Such a Mulder thing. Yeah. Scully's like, yeah, that's not a, I'm a doctor. Doesn't exist. That's not a thing. Checked all my books on the shelf. Yeah. Look at this one. Not in there. Right after <laughs> P. Nope. Uh, post stress. Got that. Missing the other one. <laughs> Don't see it. Not in this one. Maybe check next year. Uh, the Mulder, Mulder just keeps submitting to the <laughs> DMV4, whatever they fucking call that psychological psych, psychology book. That yeah, big yeah. mental disorder book. <laughs> it's like, fuck, they keep rejecting it. Shit. Keep trying. Pseudonyms. Yeah. Uh, but he convinces her parents to let her go with, uh, with some hypnosis. Indeed. Go underneath. Wow. By the way, I like when they're cutting back and forth because they do this a lot. They cut back to Chung and, and Scully. Yep. When, he, when, she, when he's talking about the Cal, Caligarian candidate, which is like a play on the Manchurian candidate, yep. hypnosis. Yeah. I thought I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> he's like, you know, the MK Ultra mind control from the 50s. He's going on and on about that, yeah, which is great. Yeah, cool shit. Um, Nobody and, understands hypnosis. This fact fascinating me, and it almost sent me down a rabbit hole. Oh, did you did you get a wicker hole? Because I, I almost did. oh you did on yeah. hypnosis. Yeah, good because in because it's it's always like the whole like nobody knows what's going on when you're sleeping. That fucking still. It's fascinating to me. Scientists do not understand why we sleep. It's awesome. It's crazy, right? We see what happens with a lack of sleep in TNG, though, don't we? The crew goes crazy, right? Yeah. So documentary. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about well tell me what do you got did you did you did you pull any facts from that rabbit hole um did no I just put you on the spot because then i yeah i gotta just skip through it i was looking for some there's goddamn resolution shit, right? and there's not a lot there of isn't any no you could no. just keep searching and you're like fuck yeah how does this work yeah i got into some weird links so let's talk about the hypnotism scene right chris he starts remembering some <laughs> fucked up <laughs> shit oh chris the grays are into some weird fucking shit yeah. they got like uh they got her up. So she goes into her little deepest part of her mind, and mm-hmm. she remembers uh, being up like in a sex sling, some kind of fucking suction tubes, and like a leather, like titty tarp thing. Titty tarp. Stretched <laughs> over her. Vacuum hoses. Yeah. <laughs> looks like a bad set from like original Trek. Yeah. Right? Yep. That definitely looks like something they pulled McCoy out of at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so she now she remembers that. Oh, yeah. And Harold's there too, but he's all zonked out. They tell her this is, don't they tell her this is for the good of your planet, her species, and or then planets, she's like, I like don't that. like what you're doing. Yep. And Mulder is like, yeah, yeah. This is, see? See? This is, we are getting to the bottom of this. This ain't horseshit. Nope. Um, this is science. Because he's, you know, Mulder's point is, well, how, how could she, you know, these are all common things to abduction, you know, abductees, whatever. And so I was like, yeah, they're all common. Because everybody hears the same bullshit right. and regurgitates the same bullshit. Right. Of course. They all say the same shit. They all describe the aliens the same, the abduction the same, the anal probes. They all describe <laughs> that shit the same. Right? Yes. They're verifying each other's story is kind of how she breaks it down. Right. Um, and then when does... Well, Mulder and Scully discuss with Detective Manners. Oh, no, that's what they say. The abductions are too similar. Two people are verifying each other's stories. That's what she's saying. She's like, how could they have corroborated oh, these right. stories together? Right. That's, what, that's, that's the one question mark that still remains. But time has passed. They could have briefed each other on their lies. That's why when cops arrive, they separate everyone yep, yep. and start asking questions right. to see who's bullshitting. Um, and then at what point is it 
when uh did they did they hypnotize Harold? They when does he get into that thing where he has the memory of being in the cage? There's an alien over there smoking. It's it's when he's recounting the tale. Right. Is he hypnotized? No, I think they're just talking to him right at the table. Okay. And he's just re- recovering the, the, the part where he's like, oh, <laughs> that's funny, by the way. I'll never let anything happen to you. And then, boom, she gets sucked away. You fucking ducks in the corner. See you, bitch. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, that's all it is. Okay. Th- he's having a memory of them being in the jail cell post-abduction. Yep. Because I guess what we're led to believe is that the Greys showed up and abducted them, and then this other alien abducted all of them. Right. <laughs> it's like a double abduction, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. It's a real the alien uh, smokes cigarettes, you know, and that whole funny that shit's hilarious. The, the alien's like, happening. this is not happening. This is not happening. <laughs> it's not happening because it's just a guy, right? While this interrogation is going on, one of my favorite parts about this is watching Scully walk around thinking about how bullshit this whole thing is. Like she looks the way she's pacing around. She's like, you can see how impatient she rolling is, rolling her eyes like, oh, like, oh god, why am I here today? <laughs> Why am I here today? I will say in general, it's it's great because it's, you know, like, again, this is from other people's perspective. And you see how Mulder looks like a fucking lunatic. Absolutely. Even, yeah. even from and kind then, of Scully's description. <laughs> right. When that is now put into action, spooky. He's, he's fucking spooky Mulder. Of course, nobody takes you seriously. Right, right. right. <laughs> Guess you're a fucking crazy person. You are a crazy person. And... Then they're just out with it. They're like, did you engage in consensual intercourse that night? And he's like, uh, her dad will fucking kill me. Yeah. Right. So let's talk about this. Right. So they did bang. Oh, yeah. So that was before. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> so they banged. That was before. Yes. Hard. Hard. Yeah. Probably. I don't think he's a hard banger. Me either. It was like kind of slow, steady missionary. I don't even think it was that. No. I think she went. I think she maybe. I think his pants came off and the game was over right then. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah this happened fast. Sploof. Yep. Um, but when, when did it happen? Because where are they driving? Did they go, oh, uh, they like went park somewhere? And, and then, so then she took off his pants. He pre-meed all over his lap. Yep. And then he's like, by the way, I love you. Still. <laughs> Even more. <laughs> I love you. I'll be over later. Ooh. Oh, boy. Yeah. <clears throat> but. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He says they did, but I'm not sure anything. I don't think we see anything that guarantees that that is what happened. Mm-hmm. But he says it. Does she, does she, does she corroborate that? They, I, I don't think not they ever really, really right? go to her with it. I don't think they do either. No, but we get a new witness. We do. But before we get to that witness, <laughs> I like their discussion after the fact. Did you and Chrissy engage in consensual sexual intercourse that night? If her father finds out, I'm a dead man. He said it happened before the abduction. So what if they had sex? So we know that it wasn't an alien that probed her. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, no way, there's no way to say that without it being funny. I'm sorry. Come on. Who's writing this shit? <laughs> oh, man. So, so how? Pre-abduction, <laughs> pre- right. they had sex. So let's go back to the beginning. This is what I'm saying, dude. Like, picture that scene. Was I there. all wrong about this kid? They're driving, yeah, and when, they had had sex at that point already in the right. evening. So, well, not really. How did that part of the date go? He was sitting there with wet pants. Now, no, dude, somebody probed her. Yeah, right. Sure, he had to get in there. Yikes. Yeah. Okay, I guess they did. Signs of physical abuse. Signs, Dean. <laughs> there are signs. They're everywhere. Signs. <laughs> it's crazy, Dean. <laughs> you know, he, he did work. Pull down my pants. So I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Let's just, just go right past. I can't. I can't. It's one of the mysteries. <laughs> the, the story's not corroborating. That's true. That's the whole point of the episode. No. So then we do learn about, we get this Mulder Scully and this witness named Crickinson. Rocky. Rocky Crickinson is a crazy man. <laughs> yes. He wrote a fucking screenplay. Well, because after he witnessed this, Right. Took 48 hours to uh, go ahead and get this all put down on paper. And he gets a special visit, doesn't he? He does. Your scientists have yet to discover how neural networks create self-consciousness, let alone how the human brain processes two-dimensional retinal images into the three-dimensional phenomenon known as perception. Yet you somehow brazenly declare... 
Seeing is believing. Bunch of slack-jawed faggots. <laughs> this stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Just like me. Dude, Jesse the Body Ventura. What? <laughs> Dude, how did they get him to do this? What's one thing we... I, you know, we talked right before we started recording. We we're like, dude, fucking the bodies in this. That's awesome. I wanted to look back. 96. 96. So like, what movies had he been in by now? Well, he's definitely in Predator at this point. Was he a fucking governor by now? Ooh, running no. man. Um, running man. This is where a producer would be handy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get their ass in here. Um, I don't think. I'll tell you right now. So 96 is when this episode takes place, right? Yep. So he wrestled for a while. Oh, he's 64, huh? Um, in mid-99, he reappeared on WWF television during his term as governor. <laughs> so he must... When did he get to become the governor? We got to get that. So here's his filmography, 87, Predator, and Running Man. So him and Arnold are bros. That's a big year. He was in Thunderground, um, Guardians of the Universe, Repossessed, Ricochet, Demolition Man. Ricochet, was that shitty oh, Adam yeah. Sandler? Oh, yeah, Cryocon. He's in Demolition Man. Um, 91? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. No, Ricochet? Uh, oh, Isn't was that it? with fucking Adam Sandler oh, and uh, one of the Wayans or something? No, for fuck's sake. Oh, dude, Major so. League Two, Batman and Robin. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> really? Really getting out? Okay, so maybe it's not as big no, as do you want to know who? Do you want to know, like know who? <laughs> Denzel Washington, John Lithgow, Ice-T, Kevin Pollock, Lindsay Wagner, Josh Evans. That's Ricochet? Yeah. I have no idea what the fuck that movie is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of Bulletproof. Bulletproof you're thinking yeah. of, yeah. Okay. My bad. But he had to be close to being a governor. I think that's what's crazy about it. This okay, yeah, I guess that's what I'm talking about. Yep. Goddamn, Jesse the Body. Great appearance. Uh, and Alex Trebek, although he's not revealed at this point, was huge. Yep, has been huge forever. Right. Do you know who they tried to get for that part? I read it, but I forgot. You're. How could you ever forget? Because who, who are they? Right, they're the Men in Black. They tried to get the fucking Man in Black, Johnny Cash. Oh, that's right. That's what it was, dude. If Johnny Cash was in was X-Files, in an X-Files episode, right. I would have shit. Whenever he covered a Nine Inch Nails song, people went bonkers. Oh, my God. Add X-Files to your credentials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the... Oh, my God. Jesse Ventura. Um, anyway, uh, ba, 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 in office... 1990, professional wrestler turned actor was elected to a four-year term as... So this was post, post-governor. No, 99 is governor. He was a mayor from 91 to 95. Oh, okay. Still. Still. <laughs> Politician wrestler actor <laughs> is on her TV show. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Giving guys backbreakers. <laughs> but we'll get to that. <laughs> Dude, but anyway, so after the whole... F- that thing is threatening. He, does he Dude, not just... Blow your mind. Just, is he just not chewing the fucking scenery? <laughs> he's just like, oh, and you suppose? <laughs> like, he's all dramatic and shit. And he's so big. Like, that's what people forget about... Professional wrestlers are such giant people. You forget about it until you see them next to normal people. And you're like, he's fucking huge, yeah, you yeah. know? Because Rocky's not a small dude. No, no. Regular looking dude, yeah. right? Um, but dude, I love Rocky's response to the <laughs> being threatened. I'm a Republican. <laughs> that was, a, fucking that was a great joke. Yeah. Great joke. I love that. Good shit. <laughs> oh. Scully's face hair is hilarious, by the way. When, <laughs> when, they're ta- when he's talking to them about this, he's like, oh, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Here's what happened. And when Jesse, the body leaves, he goes reverse down the street. Yes. Like what? Dude, I want that car. I know. It's Looks sick. like a fifties caddy or something. Yeah. It was beautiful. Blacked yeah, out. It was awesome. Big fins. Thing is sweet. Oh, you're a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> I like the repeated lines in this movie or this movie, this episode too, like yeah. that one. Um, so that they, whole planet Venus shit's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which apparently that's actual, like a quote from a, uh, some book about UFOs. Oh, okay. That I guess Venus is most commonly mistaken as a UFO or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. So then they move on to Mulder reading the story to Scully, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did, did you? Oh, did you pull this clip? Which one? When he when he says Lord in boat, the oh, way he Mulder no, like no, that was a good. You clip, see though. his spirit just kind of like uh, Kinbo. Oh, He's like <laughs> shit. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off on this one. Right? Maybe Scully's right. So here's what. It absolutely has to be like, you know, he, he can't believe this anymore. This is clearly sure. a crazy person. <laughs> Fucking no. Mulder, Mulder says, okay, maybe he's delusional, but he's only delusional because he saw, you know, he had an encounter. 
And that made him crazy because the beginning of his story corroborates with what the kids are saying. I can hear Scully's eyes rolling. Oh my God. Popping. Jesus. I, I'm surprised her eyeball stem doesn't snap. The, and the eyeballs just roll freely in their the sockets. The fucking script, be thou not afraid and shit. Like the language is so shit. Oh, right. Because this is the part when uh, we actually get it acted out of what Rocky sees. Yeah. And he, yeah. Lord Kinboat speaks old English. Right. <laughs> and then he takes. Hey, 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 mortals. <laughs> he takes uh, Rocky to inner space. At the planet's core. Not to be confused with outer space. <laughs> no. Mulder makes that clear. Right. <laughs> Down towards the molten core. Which is the domain of the third alien, Lord Kinboat. Lord Kinboat. Yeah. Yeah. Makes perfect sense so far. I'm in. But- That's what's so great about this shit is that right there. Like the differing stories and <laughs> yes. how we know we're watching X-Files, so we know some fuckery's going on, but we don't know how because everyone sounds like a crazy person. <laughs> You're right. You know? So who's... Is, is anybody right? Is there any truth to any of this? Indeed. You know? Um, so, and Chong also mentions that <laughs> this was sent. He knows this guy because not only did he interview him, but his publisher received his manifesto in the screenplay format. That's the part that he said was the most disturbing to him because he's a writer. He's like, this is vile. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude, I love Chung. He's the shit. And Scully has to sit there and carry on this conversation just to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> but like I said, Mulder, Mulder thinks there's something to it. Of course. Wants to rehypnotize the girl. Can't let it go. Let's keep scrambling this bitch's brain. That's it. Fucking Chrissy. Back in the hot seat. Back in the hot Boom. seat. With the... Uh, we get this men in Air Force uniforms. Yeah. Are lifting me off the ground, she says. How did she know to say Air Force? She can tell? Yeah, yeah, of course. She, she has a ton of experience with she different knows. military personnel. Don't think she was using Google back then. <laughs> I'm surprised she wasn't like, yeah, one of them was like a tech sergeant. There was a, <laughs> <laughs> there was a captain. Um, I noticed that one of them uh, actually he had a pizza box. Guy was just a marksman. Can't shoot for shit, probably. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That is a good point. I think, definitely, I think they were carrying M1911As. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Which was weird because I'm pretty sure. They went to Beretta, that, right? Yeah, that yeah. they had transitioned to Beretta. So it was just weird. odd. <laughs> she fucking knows this yeah. shit. That's awesome. Maybe her dad was career Air Force team. Yeah. Give some fucking God slack. What the fuck? Whatever. <laughs> um, but th- it's really cool how this scene is shot where it's because like the, her POV yeah. is the same, right? There's the doctor. Uh, or in one scene, there's the hypnotist, Mulder standing over the shoulder, the sheriff, Scully, some other people in the background, and then she goes to this flashback. Awesome. With the fucking fisheye lens shit. Yeah. And there's a doctor kind of type in front of her in civilian clothes. There's the Air Force senior officer over her shoulder, like or over the doctor's shoulder, like Mulder is. It, you know, it's, it's the same shot with different people in it. It's awesome. And what's revealed is that she is, you know, some of these guys are arguing, you know, about what the third alien was, if it was Russian, no, they don't have that kind of technology. Um, but then they're hypnotizing her, or she says, he's stealing my memories. Yes. And, this is for the good of my country. Right, instead of planet. It's cool. Indeed. Makes like sense. That. Yeah. This, this unfortunately, <laughs> vindicates a little bit about what Mulder was saying, that there's a truth beneath the bullshit that's probably manipulated some of the bullshit. Like, maybe that's not what they said. Maybe that's what was said. Right. It starts to make a little more sense. And, and it, it, it also gets back to, like, we're saying, like, there is a cool story beyond just the humor of this episode. Right. Like, this is an interesting case. Absolutely. One of was actually, like, because you can get past all that and be like, what the fuck really was going on? Sure. And that's, but doesn't this play into X-Files brilliantly? Because it's still considered, because even as a viewer of the episode, you're still not 100% sure. No way. That's the point. Yeah. Kind of cool. Like, like maybe, like almost no percent sure. I have no idea what happened. Me neither. But I do like how Scully's like, you guys are leading her. You're kind of leading the witness. Right. You're, you're kind of baiting her to go this way. And, and Mulder says, hey, you know, you're right about one thing. I don't think it actually involved aliens now. Yes. And then Detective Manners comes in. <laughs> says some bleeping guy just found a bleeping dead alien body. Yep. <laughs> Which is a great spin to the next act. Right. Brilliant, right? You're like, what? Um, and, and we get a new character introduced. Good God. Oh, oh, you know, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. <laughs> a couple of questions, Josh. Boy. You know, I, I pulled a couple of, I grabbed a couple of sound clips from you in high school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it was awkward for you. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know once upon a time 
you were less chiseled and handsome. You're kind of kind of odd, a little odd. And uh, I just as an ugly duckling. I want to have an inter- I want to have an intervention because I'm a little concerned for you when I heard this. I want to be abducted by aliens. <laughs> Why? Whatever for? I hate this town. I hate people. I just want to be taken away to some place where I I don't have to worry about finding a job. <laughs> the uh, guidance counselor session let that slip to me. <laughs> the good that, news is, is now you have it. supposed a... to be confidential, Dean. What the fuck? So much for a HIPAA. <laughs> Dude, uh, maybe you should worry less about finding a job, more about finding uh, a vagina. Wow. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Never. Dude, and he's got this real fucking Gomer Pyle cousin look to him. <sighs> Jeez. Like he's a few seconds away from putting an M14 <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> and just painting the fucking bathroom walls with his head. 762. <laughs> full metal jacket. <laughs> Why aren't you stomping <laughs> this guy's guts out? <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, man. He has that. He has that sort of Vincent <laughs> yes. D'Onofrio full Holy metal look. Shit, it is brutal, <sighs> brutal. Yeah. Oh, but did you see the sweet fucking Voltron window shades behind him? I look, certainly did. Is it, that's Voltron, right? Uh, I think it is. Let's let it run a minute. It could be Voltron. Let's get a look here. At first, I thought making some live discoveries here. Because here's the thing: I, I would, don't see any cats though. I would know if it was Transformers because I I fucking know everything about Transformers. I'm talking old cartoon, not the new bullshit movies. Yeah, I got you. Sorry, uh, Mark Wahlberg. So it looks similar, but not exact. So I'm going with yeah. Voltron. Could be. Yeah. That's I, a cat. It's cat, I see it. cat face right there. Right there. Cat face. Cat face. All right. All right. All right. If we're wrong, somebody will correct us. Okay. By the way, this guy's room. <laughs> speaking of chick magnets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's probably a, probably a girl rolled out of there right before Chunk came over to interview him. I'm yeah. guessing. I, I'm always concerned with over obsession in one thing. I get the <laughs> geek cred. You got a couple of geeky things on your wall, but legit, like multiple <laughs> newspaper clippings oh, but all the, over one wall. Yeah. You walk into that room, danger, danger zone. Right. You're scared. You're like the kid in the beginning. Like, I, I love you forever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we are going to be together forever. Here, listen to this Huey Lewis, right? <laughs> That's what's happening here. But- yeah. It, this is like a situation where then this, you know, that kid, there's like a murder, suicide or, you know, whatever kind of incident. <laughs> there's a mass shooting and they're interviewing his mom and she's crying. She, I had no idea. There was no. Yeah. Yeah. You should have. There were yeah, signs. There were signs. Then you go into his room and it looks like a set from fucking that movie seven. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> This kid is off of the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. We ignore things to people we love, Dean. Come on. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But so, dude. This is what I love this whole fucking shit, dude. Awesome. When he describes Mulder and Scully, <laughs> he's so mean. It's awesome. Oh, man. Have a listen. One of them is disguised as a woman, but wasn't pulling it off. Like her hair was red, but it was a little too red, you know? The other one, the tall, lanky one, his face was so blank and expressionless. He didn't even seem human. I think he was a mandroid. Your show rules Dude. when you can make fun of the actual things about these people. Yes. Your show rules. I was going to... The self-deprecating humor that probably made Jillian and David laugh because I'm on a first name basis. Of course. You asshole. Yeah. You know, <laughs> But yeah, that's I what I was thinking. Dave, but whatever. Yeah, Davey. Uh, so yeah, I like this whole thing. And then we find this alien body, but we don't really find an alien body. Uh, take me through a little bit of this. <laughs> uh, and then we get again once more Scully now saying, if you tell anyone, you're a dead man. Yeah, right. And she, you know, now she's talking to Chung again. She's like, that's, that's a bunch of horseshit. Right. We, we, we didn't, we let him in to the autopsy. Right. He filmed the autopsy. Sure. And, then we get these cutscenes of an autopsy being performed. Yes. Really like, you know, no amateur footage. Good, amateur over footage. The shoulder. No, yeah, you don't see any faces. It's a lot of cuts, this and that. And then it's shown that this is a one of those crazy like uh, conspiracy tapes that they sell. Awesome. And it's uh hawked by the stupendous yapping. The stupendous yapping. Who do you remember? He was the hypnotist, or um, not hypnotist. Um, uh, police get on the guy that 
fucking why can't I think of simple fucking words today? That's okay. They bring in like a dude who has the mental like a profiler, not, not telepathy, a medium, what the hell, precognition. Yeah, yeah. There's another whatever psychic. Psychic. Hi, hi, <laughs> psychic. He's a goddamn psychic. Gotcha. In in Clyde Brockman's final repose, oh. he's one of the major characters. Cool, cool. And that was another one that. Uh, this dude, uh, Morgan wrote. I love the continuity there. That's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So he's kind of a, a funny little established background character. But <laughs> so then they're over there. You see that. That's just a guy in a suit. <laughs> there is no Easter bunny. <laughs> they, see, they see that um, Chung and Scully are watching this. And Chung's like, oh, so this, this is actual, the real autopsy <laughs> yeah. footage. It's and a shout in his voice. So fucking embarrassed. It's awesome. Because she's like, yeah. But obviously, it's all cut and spliced together and made to look silly. Doesn't have any actual conclusions. Sure, which was they caught before, right? Which was it. that they started doing this autopsy, and she realizes this is a suit, right? A, a very well done costume. Yep, yep. So, which is great, pretty cool. I like that a lot. And um, dude, <laughs> but Doctor Scully, he, he took like thirty minutes into an autopsy to tell that it was a fucking costume, right? Like, really. A costume of who? Who's in that costume? Uh, Major Robert Valley. Yes. Air Force. A little bit like Willem Dafoe. No? I thought that too. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. At first, I was like, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? You can't have him and not, the body. Not this year. Not in this year. No, no. Not and, as a throwaway corpse. Right. Um, and then the Air Force shows up. They certainly do. And they're looking for their boy. They certainly are. And Mulder and Scully kind of give him a run around, and Mulder pulls a quick one here, doesn't that he? That was slick. That was fucking smooth. To get him to kind of spill the beans that there was another guy out there. What, what do you think made you... Th- why do you think he came to that conclusion? Because of the... St- he's putting it into his head that this is going back to their story, and that there are two aliens. Oh, right, of course. Two aliens, so the other guy in the suit. Yeah. Of course. Jesus, dude. Jesus. Fuck. Cheap seats. <laughs> but, so yeah. So he gets the name of the second guy, Rio- finds out that he's also AWOL. Yep. Um, and uh, then they go back to show these guys the body, and the body's gone. Right. Which is interesting because we know we know in the end of the mo- at the end of the episode that the military did get the body back. Yeah, he took him back. They took him back. So I guess they just kind of snuck him out the back door or whatever. Yeah. Throw him on a fucking stretcher. Once these guys cleared the area, they just went back in and probably just pulled him. Yep. Because uh, he ends up at the crash site later, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, so then they were looking. Um, after this little encounter, Mulder wants to talk to our virgin again. Yeah. And uh, he's gone because he's, he's getting paid another visit. <laughs> By Jesse, the body. The body. And Alex Trebek. <laughs> and the body delivers a mean backbreaker. Jesus. It's funny to watch <laughs> this doughy fat kid get manhandled by Jesse. I'm sorry. Roswell. Roswell. <laughs> Crack. Boom. Down he goes. Because you know what happens a lot? Is when um, you are you go to sleep. You go to sleep. <laughs> if you get struck in the back and you go to sleep, you're probably dead. <laughs> or dying. Oh shit! I Classic. I love how unconsciousness w- works in in movies and TV. Movies yeah, and TV. it's ridiculous. People go out for like 20 <laughs> minutes. I'm like, they'd have him in a coma. He's yes. dead. <laughs> bad, <laughs> really bad. Seen some pretty bad knockouts in the <laughs> UFC. They wake up pretty quick. <laughs> So Mulder slaps the shit out of the kid, which I love. <laughs> and then, um, oh, another session tape. Just a second. I got another one from you and your guidance counselor here. How dare you, Mr. Melly? I didn't spend all those years playing Dungeons and Dragons and not learn a little something about courage. <laughs> Dude, when I heard this line, I fucking died. Dude, this shit, it honestly makes me mad. This is why I can't tell fucking girls that I play D&D. Like, this is why I lie about what I do on Mondays. I'm like, oh, yeah, me and the boys are going to play some poker. <laughs> I'm not. I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons. But, <laughs> the, the, you know, people fucking think of Gore Pile here. <laughs> Poke, poker's culturally acceptable, right? It is. <laughs> there's, uh, there's potentially a vagina within four miles of a poker game. <laughs> this I'm, I'm totally honest about that. But not way. those oddly colored dice. I've been running a campaign on Mondays. Yeah. And I've been lying. To, to some people <laughs> telling them I'm playing a card game. You're not playing that satanic uh, game, are you? Because of people like this. That's awesome. Fucking Wong throwing me under the bus with this writing. <laughs> <laughs> He's on to you fuckers. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 
God, that's a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so this scene, I'm a little hazy on. Maybe you can help me out. When he speaks with Jack Schaefer in that place, Mulder and Jack Schaefer have a talk. Yep. This is because you know whose perception this is, is Mulder's. So, you know, because throughout the episode, what we're seeing is obviously, you know, the reenactment of different POVs, whatever. And at this point, Mulder is the only witness. Right. So this is Scully recounting what Mulder had claimed. Gotcha. He was driving down the road. He sees this guy, military looking dude, buck naked. Wandering around. All all banged up. Yep. And Mulder asks if he's, you know, Lieutenant Schaefer says he is. He puts him in some sweats. Um, He's got a nice (laughs) sweet set of FBI gray sweats. And uh, they get down to the diner. And uh, he's making a little uh, mashed potato mountain, which is, that's actually, that's a homage to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, really? All the, uh, all the abductees. Awesome. Seeing that. Awesome. Very cool. Um, And then uh, they have this conversation and he tells Mulder everything Mulder would want to know. Right. Right. I mean, he he fucking spills Spills the beans. beans. First of all, he's a fucking lieutenant. Okay. Right. He's a, like a. Air Force. So is he a pilot? Yeah. He's a pilot. He's a pilot. As honestly, you're not you're not fucking flying a, a flying saucer. You're not even flying a fucking F sixteen as a lieutenant. Okay, right. You're gonna be a captain minimum. This guy's flying right, because a goddamn- remind me, help me out because the reason it's different with the naval aviators is because lieutenants is is a higher version of a lieutenant in the air force. Right? Yeah, they don't overlap. Air because force, in air is like force, the same- a lieutenant is you fly planes. Yeah, yeah, it's an O three. Got you. Which so is, was that a captain? So yeah, it's a captain. The other ones, but I mean, you don't even Air Force as well. Would that be a captain? Yep. Okay. Air Force, Marines, Army are all pretty much the same. Okay. For the officer it's ranks, the Navy ones that are different. Navy's gotcha. different. Gotcha. But what? But regardless, what I'm saying is, the flying saucer would be like a, a fucking colonel. Yeah. Like or, or lieutenant colonel. Somebody with a shitload of intelligence. Yeah. A, a, a lot of clearance. A lot of clearance. A lot of clearance. Probably a lot of experience yeah. to fly a fucking flying saucer. Sure. Sure. Probably not the first thing you called in. <laughs> You know, you went from the, the single engine prop plane to the flying saucer. Yeah. Oh, I did my 300 hours. Yeah, good to go. Throw me in the saucer. But so it just, it, but it, what's cool about it is that it's not silly because it's just a story. Correct. You know what I'm, this is not necessarily fact. This is what Mulder's recounting. And ultimately nobody knows what's reality. I sure. Guess, especially because of what follows this encounter. Because right. he spills the beans about how basically his job, this Lieutenant Schaefer, he says, I'm a pilot. I fly these dudes around, we fucking abduct civilians. They take them back. The doc's going with them. They hypnotize them. They do all this weird shit. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. That's my job. That's it. Yep. And uh, and they don't they don't make it clear where these aircraft came from. No, not really. Which is cool. I um, like that too. And then uh, the Air Force shows up to grab them. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, hey, AWOL, fuckface. Yeah. We're here for you. See you later. And he, he just sits there like, eh, fuck it. He goes, well, I'm a dead man. Right. Fact. That's some... And that's some dark conspiracy X-Files shit right there. Which is cool. Right. So, and, you know, so we get more of this hypnosis, fake memory implantation stuff that supposedly is happening. Um, and I love this part. <laughs> because now we're back to Chung and Scully talking. Yep. And Chung's like, well, that's weird. Right. Because when I was there, I went to that diner all the time. And here's I what the cook said. Became good friends with the cook. Right. Yeah. And what did he say? That's <laughs> so funny, man. He just, I love the way they cut this fucking apple pie eating questioning thing. It's just so odd. Like he slams in, you ever see a UFO in these parts? Slams in, he's eating it. The dude just shakes his head, orders another piece, <laughs> asks another question. As if each piece gives him a right to a question. It's <laughs> and they're like ridiculous questions. You ever experienced a period of missing time? <laughs> You're a total stranger. <laughs> right? Why is he asking this guy this? Do you have any metal implants in your body? Have you checked everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not what I do normally. <laughs> not part of my morning routine. Yeah, another great question. So again, it's like, well, was Mulder lying or did something happen to Mulder? Fucked him up. Yep. Um, and Chung finishes his story and it's kind of like, why? Like Scully doesn't seem freaked out at all. You know, why? No, right. And she's like, well, I guess because of what happened next. <laughs> Which was awesome. Right. Alex fucking Trebek <laughs> and Jesse the body Ventura show up. And Mulder's like, uh, why are these guys like his reaction when he walks in, he, he draws down on him. Yeah. He's like, what's up, dude? And I'm like, okay. Cause they're in Scully's hotel room. Right. And she's just, Hey, what's up? Yep. Brings him in fucking drinks. Ice. Oh yeah. That's what it is. I ice. got ice. 
We're going to have a little hotel party. They have something very important to tell you. And this is when he drops the whole thing down about the hoaxes perpetrated by the government thing, which I really liked. This was cool because this is something we always talk about when we're watching the X-Files, this government perpetration of this, almost to discredit these witnesses by making them all seem like crazy people. So that's kind of like the counterintelligence angle. If you can't cover it up, make it so ridiculous that nobody believes it anyway. Which is awesome. So if there's 10%, you know, 10%, 5% that are real, make 90, 95% be these. Flood the market. Yep. That's beautiful. I love it. And then you have these guys, the men in black, who talks about how, you know, they're deliberately act strange and dress strange. Yeah. So that when people describe them, they sound, again, they sound crazy. Trebek's like, I'll take. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no aliens. Sorry. They need to be in the form of a question. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome, man. I really um, liked it a lot. But then we get the sense that, as he says, you're feeling very sleepy. Indeed. So, you know, what happened? What was hypnotized? Because Scully says, I don't remember any of this. I woke up yep. and Mulder was just in my room. Right. So good on you, buddy. And Chung's like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> because we know from many episodes of the X-Files, it is not uncommon for Mulder to do the late night hotel knock. Hoping. Hoping. Praying. Hoping. He got in, stuck on the couch, but hey. You got in. You got to establish a beachhead. That's right. Once you have a forward operating base. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. And then, of course, is it, who calls about the downed aircraft? Was it Detective Manners? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's like, the, he's like the guy who propels each moment into the next act. Right. That's which just, is, is clever. It's cool. He's, he's the, now he's this, like, hey, assholes. We got a hey, bleeping body. <laughs> got, got a bleeping experimental plane shot. Manners now. in the bleeping UFO. Yep. Top secret plane. Mulder says no. Um, <laughs> and I love, like, she finishes all this up. You see the two bodies getting brought out. It's Schaefer. It's Valley. You know, what the yeah. hell? And uh, Chung's like, ugh. And Scully says, I know it doesn't have the sense of closure you might want, <laughs> but it has more than some of our other cases. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Just like, again, how fucking cool. They're poking fun the of themselves. Meta. Yeah, the meta know? is great in this. Oh, episode. man, it's awesome. <laughs> um, and then, uh, then we actually get the first... Uh, first live Mulder of yeah. the episode. First and only, right? Oh, yeah. What does he say? Because, so, the only times we've seen oh, Mulder right. is in the, re- the re- reenactments, but now yep. he goes out to visit Chung. He does. And he says some things to him, doesn't he? Right. Don't write this book. You'll perform a disservice to a field of inquiry that has always struggled for respectability. You're a gifted writer, but no amount of talent could describe the events that occurred in any realistic vein because they deal with alternative realities that we're yet to comprehend. And when presented in the wrong way, in the wrong context, the incidents and the people involved in them can appear foolish. And, uh, He's pleading with the guy, man. Yeah. It's cool because really, it matters to Mulder. It is cool because, I mean, it's pretty impassioned and it makes sense, you know, because Absolutely. you know it's going to come out fucking silly because of everything you just heard exchanged. Right. None of this adds up. It sounds outrageous. And again, it just discredits this thing that he really feels strongly about. Right. And Chung's like, hey, it's going to be written. I'm, it, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's... It's close to Mulder's heart because of his sister, you know? Like, yeah. this shit matters to him, and, and he doesn't want it to sound like a mockery. Right. You know? I like that. I really like that a lot. And uh, I think maybe one of my... F- it's hard to say there's so much good shit in this episode. You know, so Chung says... <laughs> Chung says, you know, I, I'm going to write it, so tell me what, uh, what really happened. Um, and Mulder says, how the hell should I know? After <laughs> also making some pretty... Bold claims about the military industrial entertainment complex. I love it. Which is, uh, I love it. I didn't know that. Was a That's thing. awesome. Because <laughs> um, the publishers of her book are owned by some other company, which also makes whatever. Um, but the the final monologue of this episode, and I love a lot of the ending monologues in different episodes. They have a nice video montage. This one's awesome. It's it's Chung. Yeah, he's voicing the whole thing. And it's cutting between a lot of the different characters we've met in the episode. Sure. Um, the Virgin's now working as a lineman. Yep. So he got a job. It's probably not going to last long. Way to go. It's probably going to electrocute himself to death. <laughs> yeah. Look like he almost did. Well, Rocky is making the new Scientology. Wow. I love that scene. He's like out in I LA think I know what True Detective season three will be about. <laughs> Breaking down this guy's crazy sex cult. <laughs> Bringing people to inner space. <laughs> hey, if you want to get to inner space, I got to get in your space. Yeah. yeah. And I just need you to write me a check for 800. Yeah. You want to yeah. get closer to the circle. Yeah. 
Look at these people. Sex star fuckers. <laughs> just sitting around hoping that the lava man penetrates them. Of course in California. They got no they got no souls, they got no guidance <laughs> out there. <laughs> you know, they're lost. Fucking Babylon. Just, just <laughs> seeking whatever yeah. gimmick comes around. Oh, uh, can I just say something? <laughs> I need to ask you a question about the final fucking moment of this episode. What? Mulder's in a hotel room alone. <laughs> <laughs> Mulder's in a hotel room alone. And we see the Patterson Gimlin Bigfoot footage. <laughs> you mean Reynard Muldrake? Reynard Muldrake and Diana Letsky. A ticking time bomb of insanity. Who's in his hotel room, one hand under the covers. <laughs> Watching the Patterson and Gimlin footage seems pretty relaxed with his shirt off. His chest is heaving. Ah, What are they trying to tell us here? (laughs) That's just a guy in a suit, dude. Just whacking it. I don't know what they're trying to say. Is that supposed to be a joke? Am I just a pig? I missed that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good, right? I like that. God, it's Patterson and Gimlin's (laughs) fucking 1967, so grainy. (laughs) <laughs> but it's a cool monologue how it wraps it up and what i just realized this fucking guy's back oh harold at the end harold comes back yeah they use him as like the the actual final line he's the closing shot of the episode he is the there, there are those don't care about extraterrestrials but about you know finding things in other humans oh. because ultimately dean we're all alone oh. on this spaceship earth <laughs> i guess so damn Whew. Jose Chung. That was fun. That's a good episode, man. Very fun. I like it even more now after like talking through yeah, it. It's, yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Like, man, there's a lot to that. There is a lot to it. There's a lot of shit going on. You really have to pay attention to all the different testimonies going on if you want to track all the POVs. Yep. But the, but the basic point of the story is what you don't want to lose in the minutia of the details. But Chung is fucking brilliant. I, he makes me smile. Like, oh, just instantly. As a character? Yeah, His mannerisms. Instantly when they show him. Yeah. yeah he's awesome. Good shit, man. Yeah. Final thoughts? Um, I think my favorite part of this episode is is the meta. Yes. Two things. One, it can make fun of itself. They make fun of them them as actors. They make fun of they make fun of Scully. They make fun of Mulder. They're making fun of David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson in a sense. Blank expressionless. Right. I like how that it does this, and I like how we get to see our characters behave in ways that they never will ever again. Yeah which is a way in which somebody recounts the way they are behaving. I like it a lot. I think that that's really cool. It reminds me of a Star Trek Next Generation episode um, that is really good, and I highly recommend you watch it if you like this episode. And it's called The Mind's Eye. No, it's not called Mind's Eye. I don't remember the name of it. It's, Mind's Eye is a next-gen episode. It is. It's not Mind's Eye. Mind's Eye is the one where they um, use Jordy LaForge. They capture him, and they brainwash him. Um, this is one uh, where yep. I don't remember the name of it, but it's Riker is held up on trial. And then we have people recounting his behavior. And there are moments oh. where we're like, he doesn't act like this. Oh, I, I have it's seen a, it's that. It's a good episode. It's it's a one, good, the yeah. chick's like, he's coming on to me. He's like, hey, what's up? Smacks the guy, kisses the girl. <laughs> it's cool. It reminds me of this a lot, like them acting in ways you, he's like, I never said that. Yeah. What, you, what is this? This is crazy. So um, I don't remember the name of that episode, which is unfortunate, but I will find it and I will put it in the show notes for sure. Nice. All right. But uh, yeah, what do you got? Uh, Maybe I'll find it before we go. But anyway. Not much to add. I mean, like you said, the meta is very cool. Um, And I think the more you break it down, the more it holds up. Yeah. Um, It's the writing is awesome because you have everything there. You have an actual cool, like what is actually going on in the story? You can actually think back and be like, yeah, what the hell did happen to those kids? Yep. And you can put it together a lot of different ways. You have this conspiracy shit going on behind it. That's so awesome. So you have these too. serious aspects. Obviously, the, the 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 POV and the humor is fantastic. But the the different POVs too. It just it shows what is ultimately true is that it's so hard to prove a lot of this shit that they sure. deal with. Sure. Because it always is a matter of in so many cases of perception or whatever. Can I pause you for one sec? Yeah. It's funny you say it that way because the episode is named a matter of perspective. Oh, is it? The next gen one. The next gen? Yep. Oh. Anyway, continue. Um, <clears throat> but you're right. It is a matter of perspective, and that's what it boils down to so much of the time. And it's, and it's funny because it, it, makes us, it makes us see what they have to deal with in differing testimonies. Yeah. You're like, God, what a nightmare to piece together. Right. You know? It's awesome. 
So, yeah, that was cool. And and I think we needed it. Need a little break. Oh, yeah. Need a little breather. We'll, we'll dive back in next time. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, we don't know what, what's next. Do we, we don't. we got to pick so, a whole new... We picked five to record. Yeah. We're going to have to pick five more to record. Yeah. And, um, yeah, well, it, it won't really affect these people now because they'll already be decided. They'll already be at a list of releases for the people coming. But as we talk here, we don't know at this point of the recording yet as these are being recorded now. Nope. And you're probably not going to hear them until the winter, and it's the summer. So, yeah. Oh, you're letting out secrets. Secret stash. The secret stash. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, I think we're out of here, right? Uh, I got nothing. I got nothing, too. Spent. All right, guys. We will see you next time for some more X-Files. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning into another episode of the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. If you are interested in what other projects we have going on, head over to LibertyStreetGeek.net. That's LibertyStreetGeek.net. We've got all kinds of podcasts, The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, science fiction film, you name it, we got it. Check us out and we will see you next week. Have a good one. (laughs) 